0: Hi folks, my name is Eric Barnett and I'm a singer-songwriter from Charleston, South Carolina you're listening to Songs of the Unsung Songs of the Unsung is a podcast where I talk to fellow singer-songwriters about music, their influences, and their songs This week's guest is Holland Bell Holland Bell has been playing around the Charleston area for five years now Starting at open mics when she was just 13 years old. Don't let her age fool you. Holland Bell has an extensive catalog of original songs that she's written. She's influenced by Taylor Swift, Casey Musgraves, Harry Styles, Marin Morris, and others. Holland Bell and her family, The Hills, are some of the first people I met when I moved to Charleston, and I'm grateful for their friendship. Please enjoy my conversation with Holland Bell. Thanks for stopping by today, Helen Bell.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Um, I've known you for a while now, yep. since you were just a youngster, still uh-huh. a youngster. <laughs> but um, first, I think I first saw you and Robin at the Elliott Mini Bar.
1: Yeah, I think that's right.
0: Yeah, you guys mm-hmm. came out to one of the open mics, and I was brand new in town, brand new to the open mic scene, and uh, you got up and played some songs, and I, I think I didn't know at the time they were your own songs. I just thought, wow, she's up there playing some really great songs and <laughs> and uh, writing songs from a really young age and playing a whole lot of open mics at a really young age. Yeah. Since then, you know, we've gone. I've seen you at many open mics, many gigs. Uh, your family has been really great to Andrea and I when we first moved to town, and and the whole time since. Uh, one of the first groups of people that we've hung out with and uh been really helpful to us and I appreciate that.
1: Oh, well, we <laughs> love having you guys as friends. I mean, I would not like have the social media content that I do without <laughs> you. Like I you really have helped me so much like in terms of like I don't know, I don't want to say like branding, but like kind of cuz I I had no idea anything about like social media or anything, yeah. like how to promote myself. And, um, so yeah, thank you.
0: Well, I, I can't necessarily say I know what I'm doing because, you know, I'm sort of treading water like anybody else, but, uh, I, from the very start you were making, you were writing really incredible songs and, and I was like, are these recorded anywhere? Uh, we were like, well, I've done, I've tried to do a couple cell phone videos. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I think I can, I can help at least in the video department and I always bring a camera and everything. So. Glad that's worked out. Um, yeah. so a couple good resources to learn about Holland Bell and her music are the Mufix songwriter of the month that she did, um, March 2019. Uh, interview with Kevin Church, and then she played her song Cards. Also, a really good post and courier interview with Mary Reagan. Regan? Reagan?
1: I think it's Regan. Regan. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's really good information too. Um won't rehash all of it, other than to say, started playing guitar at age eight. Yep. Holland Bell's dad, Ricky, is pretty well known around Charleston for, he's pretty gregarious guy and <laughs> a very strong personality, but also yeah. a very good musician as well. Um, he'll play those old country songs that you almost forgot about, but as soon as he starts playing them everybody seems to sing along. So he taught you a couple chords to begin with?
1: Yeah, he did. I, I got a guitar when I was eight for Christmas. I loved Taylor Swift so much, and I wanted to be like her, obviously. <laughs> and so I was like, I want a guitar so bad. And so I got one, and I, but I didn't know how to play it. And so I asked my dad because I knew he knew how to play. So he, he taught me, I think he taught me D, A, and G. And
0: that'll get you a lot of <laughs> mileage, honestly. Yeah,
1: completely. And yeah. so from there, I just I went on YouTube and I started yeah. watching like tutorials on how to play Taylor Swift songs. And then I was just I just was playing guitar, you know, <laughs>
0: that's awesome. I, I don't mean to sound like a boomer and, and <laughs> get jealous of an entire generation of people, but I I wish so badly that YouTube existed when I first mm-hmm. picked up a guitar and which I mean, it is what it is, but yeah. it's, it's such a good resource Oh yeah. to be able to, to look on there. And at any skill level, I encourage anybody out there who's even thinking about playing guitar, regardless of your age, skill level, musical experience, you can go on YouTube and it'll get you a long way.
1: Oh yeah, totally. I don't know what I would have done if I had to learn chords from like a book or something.
0: Yeah. yeah I used to, um, I, I, had a couple friends growing up that they were learning at the same time. So we were always comparing notes. And then uh, Guitar World magazine used to be a big deal. Um, it was pretty much the only place that you could like buy something. And it would have there were things like old Mel Bay chord books and stuff. And it was all like really old, lame music that nobody knew. But Guitar World would have a couple tabs in the back, of like songs that are on the radio and stuff. but Nothing like YouTube. Yeah, the musical bugs strike you pretty early, even before you got the guitar.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I um, my parents have told me stories that like apparently in preschool I used to walk around singing "Living on a Prayer" by Bon Jovi, <laughs> which I don't I don't remember that, no. but apparently that was a thing. Um, <laughs> so yeah.
0: You still sing that?
1: No, but I should.
0: You should learn that one and play it again. Yeah, I could. <laughs> Do any Bon Jovi at all? No. No. And then, was it Hannah Montana?
1: Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I, you know what? I really, I do feel like, um, like the Disney Channel people from like when I was little, like Selena Gomez and Mm -hmm. Miley Cyrus, like they were totally like really big influences on me. Yeah. And like, like I just, I loved Hannah Montana, you know? Yeah. And I, you know.
0: Yeah, and so, then what? when did Taylor Swift come along?
1: Taylor Swift, I specifically remember in kindergarten that I heard You Belong With Me for the first time. And me and my friend, we we were in this after-school program, um, just, you know, and so it was in the cafeteria, and there was a stage, and me and my friend would, like, go on the <laughs> stage and perform You Belong With Me, like, in kindergarten, just... Pretending. Well, that's all. Awesome. And so and then I i remember the very first time that happened, I went home and I went on YouTube and I started watching all of Taylor Swift's music videos. Yeah. And I was just like, I wanna do that. Yeah. Like I love her. So
0: one thing about Taylor Swift is um me being a, a 40-year-old man. <laughs> uh I didn't get it at first. It seemed like a like mm-hmm. a pop thing. It seemed like a thing for for young girls. And then if you actually listen to Taylor Swift with an open mind, she's really doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And and um even early on, I mean her earlier music was a little simpler, it was just pop music. It's just well-done pop music. Yeah. But her latest albums and the thing that sh- the things that she's done in like the last 5 years have been fantastic songwriting yeah. and her name belongs among the great songwriters Completely. for for what she continues to do. And as a, a songwriter, a singer, a, a pop star, in today's age, she's been very unproblematic, mm-hmm. which is something good to look up yeah. to as well. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm so glad. She has been... For me, she's been like the role model I needed when I was five. And yeah. now then she was the role model I needed when I was 11. Yeah. And she's still the role model that I need today. And so like, That's awesome. she's just, I love her.
0: That's awesome. Um, I've seen you do quite a few Taylor Swift songs. Actually, I'm a lot more familiar with your, your versions <laughs> of a lot of her songs more than hers. In fact, there's so many times that like Andrea and I'll be It'll be like in Target and there'll be a song come on the radio. I'll be like, I hear Holland Bell play this one. And Andrea's like, you don't know this song? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I know Holland Bell's version of this song. This one's all right, I guess. I don't think I like her version better.
2: Oh. <laughs> but,
0: well, very cool. Uh, what are other songwriters or musicians that kind of got you into it?
1: Um, You know, just recently, like a couple years ago, I discovered Casey Musgraves. Like- yeah. Um, and man, I just, I didn't know how much I appreciated like real songwriting until I like heard her. And I was like, I just like every lyric just like fits exactly in her songs. I don't know how to describe it, but it's just like, she's such a good songwriter. And I, it really opened my eyes to like just wanting my songs kind of feel like that feel like every single word fits you know
0: yeah it said uh you said you started writing songs at age 12
1: yeah mhm wow yeah i feel like um i've i've always been writing like i remember being really little and starting to like write books you know like just yeah but i could you know i never finished a book right <laughs> i don't think yeah so Songs are definitely a lot easier to write than (laughs) books in terms of my attention span. So
0: I remember like when I first started seeing you play and you were started saying that, hey, these are songs I wrote. What were you like 15 when I started seeing you play? 14, even?
1: I think I was 14 when we met. Wow. Yeah.
0: That is wild. You were Mm. writing, the songs you were writing were grown grown grown-up songs I mean you were singing about relationships and grown-up problems and not maybe not necessarily things you were living through at the time but (laughs) yeah
1: definitely not no no still haven't okay (laughs) yeah so I I kind of just I don't know I feel like I used to just write songs about like Like some guys on my brother's football team that I had a crush on. I just go home and talk about how I like their smile or, you know what I mean? And, uh, cause yeah, I mean, I've never been in a relationship before and I've kind of just, or I'll, I'll listen to a song yeah, and I'll just hear that. And I'm like, oh, that's a good story. And then I'll see a movie and then I'll see like the two people in that movie and I'll think about that and just like creating stories in my head and then writing them down and
0: you have like a, sometimes just like one line strikes you and then you're like the rest of the song just kind of writes itself based on that. And-
1: that is the only way that I write songs anymore. Yeah. I feel like I can't, I can't force myself to write a song because it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Like I just, I can't do that.
0: You put pressure on yourself when you do that. and Yeah.
1: yeah. I just, it just, ugh, I can't like sit down with the intention to write a song. Yeah. I can't do that. It feels kind of inauthentic and I feel like I never really like put effort into songs. Like I, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I feel like I just like receive a lyric from somewhere in my brain and then there it is.
0: I'm so jealous of that. <laughs> I've a lot of, I, I always ask my guests on, on this podcast, like do you ever sit down specifically to write a song? And it sounds like you don't, but most people I talk to say you know I wish I had the time to try that Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people are either not part-time musicians full-time at a job or full-time musicians that are gigging around town crazy and everything and and a lot of people I talk to are like oh I I wish I had the dedication to sit and do that but that sounds like maybe that's something that you don't even, even care to try,
1: yeah, I mean, not anymore. when I first started writing songs, I kind of did that because I was just so excited. I was just like I realized I could write songs, and yeah. I was like, I gotta keep doing this, and yeah. it was like my favorite pastime, and I would just spend all day writing songs, and like just they would just come to me but but now I feel like I feel like I really have to like like I don't know i just <laughs> I have to have the right song. Like I can write like a few lyrics. My, my notes app and my phone is yeah. just an endless list of yeah. just lyrics after lyrics after lyrics that don't like belong somewhere yet, uh-huh. but you know, they could one day. And uh, yeah, I just, I can't sit down with the intention to write a song because I just know it's not going to be like <laughs> a great song.
0: Okay. Yeah. You ever find yourself do you ever start on something and you work on it for just a little bit of time and you go, nah, this isn't going to be yeah. anything," and you mm-hmm. just shut it down. Right. Yep. Yeah. I'm that way, but it ends up being every single song. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you'd said in the interview with Mary that at that time you had like 50 some songs that you've written.
1: I honestly, I've, I lost track of that a long time yeah. ago. I. I don't even know. I should have been writing down the names <laughs> of the songs that I've written, but I didn't. Yeah. So, you know.
0: Got to make the list. I One thing I've noticed about you in, in the time I've known you is, at least to you, it seems like you think your songs, as soon as you write a new one, the oldest one you don't think is good anymore. Like, yeah. it's it's a complete recency bias mm-hmm. to your newest songs.
1: Yeah, you're right. I definitely <laughs> feel like... I don't, and part of it is that I just feel like I started writing songs when I was twelve, you yeah. know. So I've I've definitely outgrown some of the songs that I wrote back then. And my mom's like, "Oh, you need to play cards at your gigs every time." And I'm like,
0: "I don't know." Cards I is still a great song. <laughs> it's it, there's no reason to be embarrassed about a song like Cards. There's no reason to say, "Oh, that's a twelve year old song." That is a good song. Well, thank you. Um, one thing I always kind of pester you about is are you recording these songs are these songs going to be out on anything yeah you know and you're like well i recorded those songs and now i sound a little older <laughs> and then maybe i they found a different version of this song and
2: mm-hmm.
0: before you let those old songs completely fall off the map just put them out there i mean yeah people want to hear those songs
1: yeah i i think I don't know. I feel like recording for me is kind of like it, it's a big deal because in my brain I know I'll never be satisfied until it's exactly the way that I want it. <laughs> and like I a couple years ago, I was having lunch with this guy in Nashville who who works for Big Machine Records. Uh-huh. And one thing he said to me was, Don't put something out like onto the internet or yeah. on streaming platforms or whatever, until it's it's like it's what needs to go out. Yeah. And I I don't know, that kind of just stuck with me. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Because like if you put something out and something someone listens to it and they're like, uh, okay, cool. And then you go back and you do it later, but it's like the real thing. Yeah. You'll be like, uh, I've heard that before. So
0: I don't I get that. Yeah. I get that. I mean, there's there's different schools of thought to think. Yeah. Um so Starting out, it was just guitar at the beginning?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I kind of dabbled in piano, but it wasn't like, I was not, like, good enough to, like, play out. Well, I
0: know you play piano, and you've had a piano at some Mm -hmm. of your gigs there. Yeah. Did you have any lessons in anything? No. Completely self-taught? Yeah. Oh, very cool. Did you ever, like, play anything in band or anything?
1: Well, in middle school, the one year that I... Went to public school in middle yeah. school. I was in orchestra and that was really fun. I played the viola for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I, could, I don't know how to play it anymore, <laughs> but it was really fun.
0: Something about not having frets makes it very difficult. Yeah. And bowed instruments is one of those things where until you're very, very good, you kind of sound terrible. Exactly. <laughs> it's so hard to make those bows sound yep. right. hmm Still play piano, still yeah. practice on that? Yeah, Excellent. all the time. Um, I know your brother Riley has started playing bass with you. hmm Um and he's singing in choirs and in Yeah. Doing he's that.
1: Doing great. He's um he's the best brother in the whole world. Like I'm I feel so lucky to have him, especially now that like we've kind of grown up and we've found like this. Common interest of yeah. music. It's like, it's great. Like, he's, I've just, I don't even, sometimes I don't even like want to play a gig if he's not with me. Yeah. And like, he just makes everything so much more fun. I feel like, you know, I've always got a friend on stage and like, yeah. That's awesome. And he started to write his own songs too. Really? I think he's a really good songwriter. Awesome. Yeah. I think he's, oh, he's so determined.
0: Hi, Riley, if you're listening. <laughs> One thing, uh, Right off the bat, your family is very tight, mm-hmm. and they they're always with you at the shows, yeah. and you've got built-in chauffeurs and roadies and fan club presidents, and yeah. <laughs> and even a uh, even an act to go up while you're taking breaks in yep. in, in Ricky. <laughs> so that's that's such a cool thing that your whole family is so supportive. Mm-hmm. Ricky, Robin, Riley, are you the only non-R in the family? I am. Okay.
1: Yeah, I've thought about that a lot. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> just so everybody is aware, it's Holland Bell. That's that's the first name.
1: Thank you. Um
0: I appreciate it. I hear that. Holland from a lot of people. And you're not wrong, but you're not right. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's such it's such a very good stage name, Holland Bell.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, on your music page and things, it's just Holland Bell at this point, right? It is. So if you you know, if you put out a record eventually mm-hmm. is it going to say Holland Bell? It's
1: going to say Holland Bell. Going to say Holland Bell. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I, I I definitely feel just I'm the luckiest girl ever to have the family that I have. I um, I don't know where I'd be if my mom didn't let me like take my path and like do online yeah. school and you know graduate early, take a gap year just to pursue music yeah. and like you know.
0: Yeah, and having the best having them. A- Drag around PAs and yeah. set things up, and gosh, and she's she's really good about making sure your hair is just right <laughs> when we do that. It's it's great. <laughs> I mean, you've got you've got your own personal assistant. There's, yeah. yeah. There's gonna be a time that comes along when you know when somebody else steps in in that role, and you're gonna be like, "Well, this is how my mom did it. You need to yeah. do my hair like
1: that for sure. <laughs> I know what I'm supposed to look like.
0: That's correct." <laughs> And it's worked. I mean, you've you're gigging around town. I mean, mm-hmm. when did you play your first gig?
1: I played I got my first gig when I was fourteen. It was at McCann's yeah. in Mount Pleasant. And uh yeah, it was really fun. I was so nervous about it. Yeah. Because it's it's really hard in the beginning to like put a whole set list together. Yeah. But and also I don't know what I would have done if my dad hadn't been there to like fill in the <laughs> fill in the gaps when I was on a break because I took a bunch of
0: them that yeah. night. But, yeah. Well, even when I first moved to Charleston, um, I didn't have three hours of music together. And it's that's a lot of songs. It is. Especially, you know, when somebody has like a lead guitar player mm-hmm. or a harmonica player mm-hmm. or they got something else going on that they can stretch those songs right. out a little bit. Exactly. Uh, I'm not... It's not cheating. It's a great thing. Yeah. But if you don't have any of those things, you got to know so many songs.
1: Yeah, you do.
0: And uh you get so many requests in Charleston too. Yeah. That's a, that's a hard thing for me cuz I don't know any popular songs. Um how how do you usually deal with all the requests you get?
1: Well, you know what? I don't think I've I don't know if I've gotten like so many like requests that I've like come up with a response beforehand that I yeah. know I'm going to tell someone if yeah. they request a song, but also I usually don't know the song yeah. that they <laughs> request and it's kind of, it's so awkward, and, <laughs> but I feel bad because like I, I would play a song if I knew it, Yeah. but yeah.
0: People always tend to ask for songs that are probably older than you are. Oh as yeah. Well. I yeah. mean, I
1: was born in 2003. <laughs> yeah. So like. Oh, they,
0: oh, I feel so crazy old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did learn a song though that I suggested. Mm-hmm. Um Holland Bell plays Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer. Yep. But she's like, Well, that's a weird song. But people who are my age, like if she looks around and sees a whole bunch of bearded dudes like me, she'll she'll launch into that tune oh, yeah. and boom, she's got 'em.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have like certain songs for different crowds that I yeah. know are going to hit, you know? Yeah. Like Drops of Jupiter, I can play that in a bar and everyone's going to go, "Oh yeah, that's such a good song." Yeah. You know?
0: Do you um do you ever feel like when you go into a certain crowd that you have to kind of earn your originals?
3: I
1: I don't know that I do. I I feel like since I've I pretty much I started playing out just by playing my originals. I yeah. used to only play my originals at open mics, like yeah. when I was thirteen, fourteen. Um, and so I I kinda just found some kind of confidence just playing my originals and you know, i I got a good response from them, which I'm really happy about. And so I, I've I just I just throw them in there with some covers and yeah. everything's chill.
0: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like well, I'm a 40-year-old I'm a bearded white man, and there's about <laughs> 300 of us running around town playing songs. So when they look up and see me, they're like, okay, here's the 15 songs that you need to play to make me happy. And I generally don't know a single one of them. Mm-hmm. So that's hard to do. Um, one thing, and it, this is along the lines of me, you know, making sure people realize that your name is Holland Bell, mm-hmm. not Holland. I also... I throw this out a lot with you. Um, I hate it when people say, "For her age," I, I, I don't know. I just get offended on your behalf because I hear a lot of "Oh, she's so good for her age," or "She's so good." This don't qualify it. Mm -hmm. She's good. I mean, I, I think that a lot of people see a now eighteen-year-old, but at the time. 14, 15-year-old girl running around and sweeping some of these songwriters right off the stage with her songs. And they kind of want to put her in a bit of a box. And Mm -hmm. no, Holland Bell. I mean, get on the ground floor with Holland Bell because she is going to, if she can manage to to record songs that she's happy (laughs) with and and let them out past the goalie, she's going to go somewhere.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I remember you said that one time, and I was like, "Huh, <laughs> cool."
0: Haven't haven't you heard that though? Uh, uh, oh, all the time. Like I and
1: and I never thought anything of that until I heard you say something about it, and I was like, "Wow." It's
0: kind. I don't. I don't believe people say it to be demeaning. Yeah, I don't think they right. do. No. I, maybe some do. Uh, if they do, it's coming from probably a place of jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't believe people mean to be demeaning Mm -hmm. but i mean on one hand you were and are young and sure for your age for any age Mm -hmm. you're you're doing well but at the same time how hard is it as a 14 15 year old girl getting up there with a bunch of old men (laughs) and playing songs it's got to be scary right
2: Uh
1: I don't know. It kind of made me feel special. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I felt like I never had to like, I never, I don't, I really, I don't know if I should say this because I don't want it to sound, come off as like arrogant or whatever, but I never like felt like I had to compete with anybody to like, like get like some attention. You know what I mean? Like I just, I would just see all my friends there and be like, oh, hey guys, I'm here.
0: I, I do think that a lot of the open mic crowds are very supportive, yeah. especially the ones you go back to. Uh-huh. You know what I mean. There, there've been a few open mics oh, that yeah. you go to, and you're like, yeah, this is my vibe.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know. But especially there was a uh, pre-pandemic, there was a very special thing going on over at McCann's Irish Pub in yeah. Mount Pleasant. Uh, a lot of folks would go there, and it was uh, it'd be a lot of the same folks, but mm-hmm. you get to. It gets to become a second family.
1: Yeah, it is. I, I really miss everyone that was there. Um, I, I really do think that they... That open mic really played a role in like, making me feel like I, I could possibly do this if I wanted to, yeah. you know? like They were just so supportive and like welcoming, you know? And so, yeah, they were great.
0: There's still some good ones. Actually like post pandemic it's sort of different open mics now Mm -hmm. um southern roots yeah that's a good one stone's throw yeah 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 i actually hadn't been to many open mic nights at all before i came to charleston it's where i came from it's very there's just not a lot out there i lived out in the middle of the country and everything and getting to know and meet people is very cool um there's a little bit of open mic etiquette sometimes that would me being pretty shy and pretty uh, belligerent about my own songs and and Noah Grove asked me he said uh what was his word he's like or are you a non collaborator because I'm like oh a lot of the time you know I'll go up there and people say well can I play along or can I jam and mm-hmm. I'm like well you don't you you don't know the song that right. just. <laughs> So yeah. Noah grows like are you a non-collaborator? I said, no, I think I am a collaborator, but maybe I'm a non improvisationalist? I'm not sure.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, I get it. Cuz it it can be intrusive, you know. Yeah. Definitely can be. <laughs> but um
2: yeah. I there's,
0: get it. I'm I don't know. It, there's a there's a thing where if you go to an open mic you sign up and you generally get like either three or four songs or a certain amount of minutes or what have you. And I do my best when I go to listen to everybody play and, and clap when it's over. And you know, if I like something, I'll talk to them after the fact and give them constructive criticism. But while they're playing, I'm not trying to play along. I'm not trying to put my stamp on what's going on. I'm I'm listening and I'm enjoying and I'm taking it in and,
1: being respectful yeah
0: and then when my turn comes along i want it yeah yeah (laughs) it's i don't know it's a thing too where (laughs) you do have a handful of people that you'll play with Mm -hmm. yeah but that that came through a rapport oh yeah of knowing them of them hearing your songs of them yeah and it's not that i think collaboration is bad or improv is bad or playing with new people is bad but it's got to become this organic thing.
1: I yeah, think. for sure. I definitely, yeah. I mean, the people that have played with me, like the real Joe Cook. Yeah. Hey Joe, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, I've seen him at so many open mics and I see him like play with other people and it's just so cool. And he like, he like, he feels every single song yeah. that he plays and it's just like, I want him to play with me. Yeah. So, you know, but like people that just like come up and just like uninvited. Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, you know, everyone's just trying to have fun.
0: I wish I'd had that confidence, but.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, me
0: too. So you don't have to go into real specific details, but I know personally that my first, my few adventures I've had gigging, especially downtown, like King Street area, for me, even as a bearded 40 year old man can be sort of a scary place at certain times. Mm -hmm. How is that as a, (laughs) as a young girl playing these gigs?
1: Well, I am very lucky to always have my parents with me at gigs. I will never take that for granted ever. Um, because what if I had to do that myself? Oh, man, I don't I I don't think I would. (laughs) I don't I just think I would just not go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the idea of I'm fine about going to a gig by myself and everything. If I know I got a place to park, Mm -hmm. if I know where I'm going to set up, if I know if it's raining, I'm going to be inside. Yeah. There's so many questions that go around, especially um, in Charleston when the weather's unpredictable yeah. and a lot of unpredictable things happen. And man, I wish my parents would come with me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm. I don't know what I'd do without them.
0: Uh, what are your pl- favorite places to play around town?
1: Um, I I really love playing it. At- Southern Roots and um, Stone Throw Tavern I was playing there for a little while. I've kind of been taking a little bit of a break the past couple months, but uh, yeah, I just anywhere with a good crowd, really. I can always have fun. Oh my gosh, McClellanville! Yeah, love going to McClellanville. Yeah, favorite place in the whole world. Bent Rod. I yeah, I played at the Bent Rod a good bit, and they it's just the best people up there. They're it's they're awesome. so supportive. They're so welcoming. They're, they love country music, which I love. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they just make me happy.
0: Very cool. Before we uh, start talking about some of your songs in particular, would you like to play one for us? Sure. What do you got?
1: This one's called Take Me or Leave Me. Uh, I wrote it back in August, I think. And it's kind of just about the frustration of like, someone sending you mixed signals that you're interested in. It's just like, Come on. Like, I would rather you just, like, tell me that you're not interested than you lead leading me on. Yeah. You know? So take me or leave me.
0: All right. Let's hear it.
3: Tell if your love is a lie You sing them all you want And then you disappear It's never hello But never goodbye So tell me the truth Did you miss me? Or does it just suit you? Occasionally Got me looking for signs, I feel like a joke But then you kiss me like there's no one else around leave me, just don't lead me on
0: awesome that was very good thank you when's that coming out good question (laughs) (laughs) so do you have recording plans in the future
1: i that is actually it's it's been one of my goals for a really long time um i i just feel like first of all the pandemic really got in the way of things you know as i'm sure every single person on the face of the earth can relate to
2: Yep.
1: um So yeah, it kind of, you know, it's just a little bit of a setback, but I definitely do, I definitely would like do some recording this year. Um, Yeah.
0: Do you hear sort of arrangements for the songs you have?
1: Completely. I hear like, when I'm writing songs, I kind of hear like them fully produced in my head. Like I just, and like, I just, I know what I want in my song. Yeah. And, but I also, I I also need someone to help me like figure that out, you know, like I'm definitely looking for some input on like you know different types of instruments different like you know drum beats I don't yeah. know see I don't yeah. even know the terminology <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm just like an idiot when it comes to that so It's
0: hard it's so hard <laughs> to get from here to there I know that um whenever I write songs I do too I hear the entire mm-hmm. produced thing and that's another thing for me that makes collaboration kind of hard mm-hmm. is cuz when you have this very specific thing Number one, I'm always grateful when people play along or try to try to work with me on that, yeah. but at the same time i I kind of am a little bit of a dictator in my head because mm-hmm. it's like oh this that's not the thing, this is more the thing and And I understand how tough that can be, yeah, at the same time though when you did the the Mufic interview, you played along was it Kevin and was it Karen, Karen. was yeah. playing with you? That's a That was actually an arrangement that I wouldn't have necessarily come up with, yeah. you know? And it sounded really good. Like Kevin yeah. was doing some good sort of arpeggiated stuff. Yeah, they're and so cool. Yeah. It was so, really
1: cool to just like, like see, I think that was the first kind of improvisation thing that I'd ever experienced where yeah. like I just, like they just started jumping in on my song. I was like, this sounds good. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. And then hearing, now that I'm hearing like Riley play along on bass mm-hmm. and I've heard Joe Cook play some Cajon on some of your yeah. stuff and occasionally Tom doing some harmonica. Yeah. And
2: what
0: what kind of style do you hear? Is it sort of in the Taylor Swift pop vein or is it?
1: I think so. It's, yeah. Is Taylor Swift not an entire musical genre at this point? I think it should be. Well, <laughs>
0: it, it is. And she's done so many different things too. Yeah. It's it's always it's always sounds like her. Mm-hmm. But she's gone from just pop, just radio yeah. bangers pop. From to, country
1: to pop to it, alternatives. Yeah, she's there's doing it all.
0: Real kind of folky, rootsy kind of stuff lately, too, yeah. which sort of surprised me. And The wonderful thing is, I really think she could take just about any of her songs and play it in any of those ways. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think so, too.
0: Yeah. And that's to me, though, you know, the the fellow that was talking to you about make sure you put it out in the right way. You can always reinterpret something at, at the same time, you know? Yeah. So. I don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know either. I just yeah. feel like I, I just I know myself and I yeah I don't know. I have such a vision for my songs. I think they deserve like the best that I can give them. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Now when you think about, you know, that notion of putting out music, do you think in terms of singles or albums or EPs or a mix of all of the above? Honestly,
1: that's a good question because it's so hard to find someone to like record yeah. with. Yeah. And so like I just I don't know how much time they have yeah. and like <laughs> you know just as many songs as I can. I I have enough songs to make an album totally. Um but you know
0: Yeah, it's it's hard to think about because you know growing up I I came from a a time of albums you know there was a time in like the 50s and 60s where singles were a thing where Mm -hmm. people had the 45 records yeah Uh, you know what those look like they're
1: um the little ones yeah
0: (laughs) i'm such a blue yeah there there were there were the little records with the big hole and then there are the 33s which were the big records with the little hole yeah she gets it but you know, you, you'd have people putting out singles because they had jukeboxes and people would put the single in the jukebox, what mm-hmm. have you. And then albums came along and, and bands like the Beatles would come along and try to craft. Instead of just a collection of disparate singles, they'd try to, you know, put something together that was cohesive yeah. and all work together as a statement and then CDs were more of an album thing because if you can put 80 minutes of music on something why would you put 4 right but you know with streaming now mm-hmm. and with people's attention spans getting shorter and shorter from social media you you could put out single after single mm-hmm. after single yeah uh i know the the last thing i actually put out was an album and it was almost five years ago now. And I'm wondering myself, like, where do I go from here? Mm -hmm. Uh, Do I work together and put out a whole album again? And the the thing that kind of would stress me out about a single is, doesn't it feel like if you put out a single, you would have a very short amount of time to put out another single?
1: Yes. Now that you say that, I definitely think that, I, I, I'm i an album person too. I never yeah. really thought about that before, but I, I just feel like I, I want to know the whole story. Yeah. Uh, like melodically and, you know, you just hear it. Like it, it's, it just all goes together. And so, yeah, I feel like with singles, definitely. If you put out a single this week, you know, next month, people are going to be like, all right, I'm ready for another yeah. one. So,
0: well, and. In today's media, like I'm a big YouTube guy. I watch, I subscribe to YouTube channels and people that do YouTube for a living put out at minimum one a week. Mm -hmm. I mean, if.
1: Have to. Yeah,
0: you have to. And, you know, it seems like if you're just going to put out a song, people are going to go, okay, now what? Right. You know, and even myself where. When bands that I really like put a song, a lot of time they'll release like a single from an upcoming album and I'll listen to that and I'll go, well, now I want to hear the rest exactly. of this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's totally like you the promo side of it. Like yeah. you've got to release a single and then you release another single yeah. and then here's the rest of the
0: album. And you got to do a video. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. The single and the video and then the, yeah, it's. And then the interviews, and then the late mm-hmm. night TV, and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and it's all exciting. It stays exciting the entire time. You know, yeah. no one gets bored. So
0: can't wait to see what you come up with, and hope can either <laughs> that you don't scare yourself out of doing it. Oh yeah, that's I, the thing.
1: Yeah, I have def- So many people have told me you can't quit. Don't give up. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, I can at this point.
0: <laughs> so well, I, and I'll even say, you know, I, I recorded my own album and put it out, and. If I listen to it, it's about a 50 50 coin flip whether I'm just like, I hate this and I want to redo the entire thing. Yeah. And I wish I hadn't put this out. And also like, you know, that was the best I really could do. And those those were that those songs at that point. So Mm -hmm. you owe it to yourself to to really try to try to make that thing. And once you make it, be able to look at it and just go, you know. I put my best into it. Yeah. When you write songs, are you mainly writing on guitar or are there songs you've written on piano?
1: I, uh, it's, it's both. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'll start a song on piano Yeah. and then I'll move over to the guitar or the other way around. Or sometimes I'll just completely write a song on guitar or piano. You know, I just, Whatever's clo- whatever instrument is closest to me, Yeah, because I always, I always start writing a song by like, I hear like a melody in my yeah. head and I'm like, oh, I got to do that right now. And so if I'm sitting at the piano, I'm like, okay, I'm writing it on the piano today. So
0: When a song starts, do you ever try to channel a particular songwriter? Like, are you like, oh, this is a, this is sort of a Casey Musgrave style, or this is a Taylor Swift style?
1: I think, I don't know i my brain is so weird i just like whatever is the next lyric that i hear i can't really i can't really say that i'm like okay i'm gonna be taylor swift today yeah you know i just i'm just yeah
0: just hollering bell every time (laughs) yeah yeah is there a song or and it doesn't have to be one song but is there a song that somebody has written that you consider to be just the pinnacle of songwriting?
1: How much time you got? <laughs> I honestly, I don't even think I could just pick out one. Like it's just there's so so many songs. Um. Oh man, my tears ricochet by Taylor Swift.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Gosh, that's such a good song. Yeah. And um, let's see. Good old boys club by Casey Musgraves. Yes, yeah. that's such a cool song. She did such a good job with that. I really think I, I love Casey so much because she she her, what is it called like their discography? No, their catalog. Yeah, Casey Musgraves' her catalog is just it's so it's got so much variation in terms of like what each song is about like good old boys club is about how she just doesn't want to be part of the good old boys club. She's just going to do it her own way. And so what if they don't let her in right away? She's just going to work hard. You know what I mean? It's so cool to hear a song like that. I don't, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard another artist do something like that in that way where it's just like, Hey, I'm just, you know, I might make it. I might not, but at least I did it my own way. So
0: I've always thought that some of my favorite songs tell me what I already know, but mm-hmm. in a different way. Oh
1: yeah, that's such a good way to put it. Yeah,
0: and, and especially when they do it in a really simple way. That's yeah. what blows my mind the most.
1: Oh yeah, can I add another song in there that absolutely you made me think of? I almost do, Taylor Swift. Okay. <sighs> such a good song. <laughs> I don't know how she does it but it's just it's so simple but it's like because the the hook in the chorus is um, she's basically talking about every time I don't I almost do and she's talking about how she wishes she could run to him and she could you know call him she wants to call him so bad but she knows that she shouldn't because it was just it was not a good situation but the way she says it is just flawless it's like um, every word in the song it fits exactly and like it's just, it's such a good song.
0: I I need to listen. I need to listen to more Taylor Swift.
1: Listen to all of Taylor Swift. <laughs>
0: just, start just all of it. Start but,
1: with Speak Now. Okay. Speak Now. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's. I think that might be my favorite album of hers right now. I
0: have a two. I have a few uh Taylor Swift specific questions for you. Okay. Because there are some things about her career that really interest me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you prefer? the original versions of the albums or Taylor's versions of the albums?
1: Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I have like a clear answer for that because obviously there's so much nostalgia. I'm just, I'm so proud of her that she owns her own music now. And she said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to re-record all my songs. And she just had that confidence in herself. That's like, I think she said she would bet on her future, not yeah. her past. Yeah. And I, that really, it's so good. I think, I, I guess, Taylor's version. If there's a Taylor's version out, I'm listening to Taylor's version.
0: Is it kind of something where, like, a familiarity is a big thing when it comes to music, especially nostalgia, familiarity, something you've heard so many times, and you've heard it in such a specific way. Mm-hmm. The music that I know the best, there's a couple... There's probably ten records, at least, where I know every breath between. Yeah. And if I heard a different version, it it'd be weird. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm one hundred percent in on the idea of Taylor's version. Yeah. Like even if you're, even if you're like, oh, I'm so used to this. Just the fact that she's doing it mm-hmm. is such a commendable thing yeah now as somebody whose initial like if all of your wildest dreams came true Mm -hmm. it would be the taylor swift model at at least where she's ended up
1: Mm -hmm. everyone's Uh, model should be the taylor swift (laughs) model like how could it not
0: yeah um now does do her experiences kind of not scare but sort of inform you about at least looking out for your own best interest.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think the thing with like with her masters is why yeah. she's recording her songs again. It's to own her own masters. And yeah. I think that you know, I I never thought about that. I had no idea what that even yeah. was. And like now I see that and I'm like that's definitely something to yeah. make sure you have. And, um, and like just being in the media, she's such a good, she's so good at like standing up for herself. I mean, I, I feel bad that she still has to prove herself to this day, but like the way she does it, it's just, you know, she's the best.
0: It used to be that you had to have a record label Mm -hmm. if you were going to put a album out and you wanted that album to, well, they used to go into stores. Yeah. If you wanted that album to go out there and get wide distribution and end up in stores and be on the radio, and and to this day, uh, still a lot of those things you kind of need a record label for. Mm-hmm. If you if you want mainstream radio play right. or you want, but honestly, these days, who listens to radio anymore? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I don't. I, I, but so. A lot of music has been really democratized by the accessibility of recording equipment yeah. and how inexpensive it has become mm-hmm. and the internet and social media. Mm-hmm. And I mean, don't get me wrong, if a record label knocked on my door tomorrow and, and showed me the money,
1: right?
0: I, I'd probably hop on it. But yeah. at the same time, You got to read all that fine print.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm really glad that there's like another option nowadays, you know, like you can totally do it yourself. You know, you're going to be working hard no matter what. Yeah. So if you can do it yourself, that is fantastic. And I think you should.
0: I remember early on, I was talking to you and Robin and. I was like, so what, what do you what's your plans? What do you think you're gonna kinda do with these songs of yours? And like, well maybe maybe I'll make a demo and try to get it in the hands of the right people mm-hmm. and, and go from there. Has that idea kind of moved on from that or
1: I I think so. I think like with streaming and everything, I yeah. think that's probably the best way to build an audience. Yeah. And like, especially on TikTok, like if you had yeah. stuff recorded and put your song on TikTok and yeah. it goes viral, like you're there, you yeah. know. So, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah I, I, I wish I had the time to devote to building a social media. My my music's not necessarily in the TikTok lane, as mm-hmm. it were. Uh oh man, Holland, Bell, if you had these songs recorded, and you could yeah. you could do the TikTok and the Instagram and oh yeah. gotta do it.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so too. I mean it's definitely it's possible. Yeah. It's totally possible.
0: While we're talking about albums, what are your favorite albums? And and it has to not exclusive be, exclusively exclusively okay. be Taylor Swift gotcha.
1: albums. Gotcha. Okay. Well, first of all, I don't know. See, cuz I'm just going to say I love all of Taylor Swift and Casey Musgraves' albums. I love them so much. Um, Pageant Material by Casey Musgraves, probably my favorite of hers, or Golden Hour. Uh, Harry Styles, love him so much. I you know, I like his um his debut album, yeah. self-titled Harry Styles, such a good album. Have you listened to it?
0: You know what? Andrea's trying to get me into Harry Styles. My my wife is so much into him. Uh she because went and saw awesome. him with her friend. And it's all there's a big Harry Styles poster hanging in my living room. <laughs> and it it be what it be. I need to I need to just get over myself and give him a chance. Uh, you have
1: the, to. You would love him. His first album. I know you'd love his first <laughs> album.
0: I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I'll give it a shot.
1: And um I don't know. I, I feel like an album really has to like mean something to me. Yeah. And like, you know, Taylor Swift, just all her albums, they just, I don't know. She just finds a way to always relate to her fans or her fans always relate to her, like just no matter what. And so they really, you know, they just resonate with me so much, especially Speak Now right now. I'm really hooked on Speak Now.
0: Awesome. You got another song you'd like to share for us today? Sure. What do you got?
1: All right, this one's called "The Ghost," and I wrote it almost two years ago. That's crazy. With my cousin Hannah.
0: Hmm.
1: Hey, Hannah. <laughs> I don't know if you want to cut that out. That's
0: no, really Stupid. No. But- <laughs> shout out to encouraged.
1: <laughs> but yeah, she's so great. Um, me and Hannah, we've been writing songs together for a few years now. Um, she she sends me like lyric ideas or yeah. like melody ideas. I'm like, that's super cool. Let me go try and work on something. And so that's kind of what happened with the ghost. Um, she sent over an idea for a song about you're kind of being haunted by a relationship or, you know, I guess it could be about anything, you know? Songs are up for interpretation. But um the idea was like there's just you're just haunted i guess and i really one of my favorite lines that i've ever written is in that song it's in the bridge and it says my spirit's tired from trying to hide from the ghost of you and i think that just like i think it was such a cool thing to put right there because it kind of reiterates the main idea of the song and it's yeah
0: awesome let's hear it Mm
3: smile in the back of my mind Flashing in the dark, flickering like lights It kinda looks like yours from a distance But it's unfamiliar, kinda twisted He looks at me from across the room if I didn't know I'd swear that it was you The good. Like glass shattering in the middle of the night. And you know I can't breathe when you've been so cold to me. And you're all that I see in the mirror glaring back at me. I hear him scream, You were well, never mine. The way he sounds and chills. Of you, pictures in the hall fall like I feel for you, now they're all cracked like my heart split in two.
0: That was awesome, Holland Bell. Thank you. I definitely hear... uh, That song, if recorded, has to have a pretty specific vibe, I feel. Oh, yeah, completely. You got to hit a specific sort of open, ambient sort of thing with Mm -hmm. that. Yeah.
1: What do you think about putting a steel guitar in that song? (laughs) Do you think so? My
0: answer is usually yes to to that question. Steel (laughs) guitar belongs in so many songs.
1: Because I, I don't know why, but it's like, a dream of mine. Like if I could have steel guitar in every single song that I've ever written, I'm just like, I want it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pedal steel player set me up. You know, I actually, (laughs) I owned a pedal steel for a while.
2: Yeah. you Cause me. yeah, Yeah. I thought
0: I was going to learn how to do it and you have to, your, your right foot does a volume pedal. Your left foot does pedals that bend the strings.
2: Mm.
0: Both knees bend strings with little knee levers. And then your right hand picks strings while your left hand does a slide. And it, that's six things to do at once.
1: Oh, my god! And I'm
0: no spider, so I can't do that.
1: So- <laughs> Sometimes I don't even remember how to turn the windshield wipers on in my car.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad they have the lights that go on automatically now.
1: But that would be so cool to play one of those. I know. I know. I, I know. feel like just like the thought of like... Being a steel guitar person would be motivation enough to learn how to do it.
0: It's such a specific thing, but you would get work. Like So many people want a steel guitar. Steel Mm -hmm. guitar players, hit us up. Yeah. Thank you, Holland Bell, for coming on the show, and can't wait to see you play.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Miss Holland Bell. If things seemed a little bit weird in the editing at the very end, it's because... There was going to be another singer-songwriter showcase featuring Holland Bell, but that ended up getting canceled, so it was sort of abrupt in the edit, cutting that out of there. Keep your eyes and ears out for Holland Bell in the future. She writes some really fantastic songs, and when she gets them recorded, I really feel like she's going to go somewhere. This is our chance to get in at the ground floor. Thank you so much for listening.